Thank you, Brother Gary. Thank you, choir. Thank you, orchestra, Gary, uh, Jane, and, and Susan. We are so blessed. Don't take it for granted each Lord's Day when we have such beautiful, beautiful music. Uh, Gary, thank you so much. From the bottom of our hearts, we are grateful. As we pray this morning, uh, I'd like to recognize uh, someone very special who is here uh, today all the way from Taiwan, and that is Todd Blackhurst, our missionary in uh, Taiwan, along with his wife, Krista, and their children. And uh, Todd, stand up and let everybody see you. Todd's right here on the front row. Welcome, Todd. This is coming home for uh, Todd. He was he is a graduate. He and Krista are graduates of the University of Maryland Baylor. Todd uh, was an intern uh, with uh, Brother Larry when uh, he was here as a student, and uh, I have such great memories of Todd and of Krista. Just so glad to have you here. They're doing great work in Taiwan, and as you may remember, we had a mission team uh, led by uh, Matt Hollingsworth and Logan Reynolds, I think, how many did we have, 18? 20 total. 20 20 folks from here went and worked with Todd this summer in Taiwan, and it was a great experience for our folks, and and Todd told me last night at the football game they did a great job, so Todd's great to have you here. Give our love to Krista. We're so thrilled. We have uh, some more folks going to be with Todd in a couple of weeks, and we'll have a chance to pray for them uh, in, a, in a week or so. <clears throat> now, Andy Anderson, uh, stand up, would you, buddy, please? Uh, Robert Bass, are you here somewhere, Robert? Where are you, Robert? Not here this morning? Okay. Um, Andy and Robert are leaving this week. What day, Andy? Thursday. And there are two others joining them, I believe family members, is that correct, of Robert's? Yes. Joining them, and they're going to Indonesia for um, a mission trip. And so we're going to pray for you guys this morning. I know if you paid attention to the news this week, you heard there was an um, um, earthquake and a tsunami, but not near where they're going to be, did not affect uh, their area. So we're grateful for that, and we'll be praying for you. So... Andy, I don't know how many mission trips you've been on. I love you and I appreciate you. Robert, y'all are awesome guys. And so it's a small team. It has to be a small team in Indonesia. Can't send a big team. So uh, God bless you. Let's, let's pray for uh, Andy and Robert and the two who will be accompanying them. Father, we love, uh, we love missions. We love Indonesia. We love our missionaries there. We thank you for, uh, for, for Kyle who we'll be working with there and, uh, for Ron Linegar, and we thank you for um, Andy and Robert and family members who are going with them. Uh, Father, we pray for safety as they travel, for good health, for strength, for protection, but most of all that uh, you will use them for your name's honor and glory. We know that they have a task to accomplish, and so we pray that you would work through them for your glory and the accomplishment of this great task. We'll look forward to their safe return home. And I pray that uh, you will just empower them and bless their families uh, here at home. And we will covenant with you to remember Andy and Robert and their family members every day uh, on this on this trip to Indonesia. And so, Father, we love you. Today's a special day, a different kind of day. And so I pray that as we focus on uh, what every Christian needs to know about missions, that you will instruct us and teach us from your word. 
We love you and adore you. Thank you that you let us be a part of what you're doing in this world. We marvel that you would want us to do anything. And the fact that you work through us, that you empower us, that you've called on us to fulfill the Great Commission is an astonishment and an amazement to us. And what a joy, what a privilege. We love what we are able to do as you empower us. We love responding to your call. You are a great God, and we worship you this morning. Pray that we'll continue to sense your presence in this room. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you will open your Bibles, please, to Matthew, the 28th chapter, and then also you've got a, a finger that you can stick in Acts chapter 1. We're going to read Acts chapter 1, verse 8. So uh, today we're continuing our series that we started a number of weeks ago, What Every Christian Needs to Know. If you're going to be a, a physician or a nurse, there are things you need to know. If you're going to be an educator, there are things you need to know. If you're going to be a plumber or an electrician, there are things that you need to know. If you're going to be an attorney, there are things that you need to know. If you're going to be a pastor, there are things that you need to know. It makes sense that if you're going to be a Christian, there are things you need to know. And so we've been looking at that over the last several weeks. We we began by looking at the very basics. Are you a Christian for certain? And then we looked at what every Christian needs to know about the Bible, what every Christian needs to know about God, what every Christian needs to know about Jesus, what every Christian needs to know about the Holy Spirit, what every Christian needs to know about how to grow, what every Christian needs to know about prayer, what every Christian needs to know about baptism, and last week, what every Christian needs to know about the church. And so today, we're focusing on what what do we need to know about missions? We, we, we are a mission-minded church. We talk about missions. We pray. We do. We give. But what are the basic? What do we really need to know about missions? What does every Christian need to know about missions? So that's, that's our focus today. Next Sunday, what does every Christian need to know about the Lord's Supper? And we will talk about that and then celebrate it. So don't miss next Sunday. Let's stand in honor of the reading of God's Word. We read this so often that most of you know it by heart. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and then we're going to read Acts 1, 8. So the 18th verse of Matthew 28 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And then Acts 1.8. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You, you may be seated. These are the last words of Jesus before he ascends to the right hand of the Father. And so last words are important words uttered by anybody. Last, the last words of Jesus uttered before he ascended to the right hand of the Father are so extremely important for us to understand and, and to remember. We have a mission statement at First Baptist, and, and you know it well. And the third part of that mission statement is sharing Jesus globally. So knowing Jesus intimately, serving Jesus passionately, sharing 
Jesus globally. If you have a mission statement as an organization and there are only three parts to it, then you've got to assume that one third of those parts is very, very important. And it is sharing Jesus globally. The mission of the church universal, as we observed last week, as we looked at the church, is from this text, make disciples. That, that is the mission of the church universal. All believers everywhere make disciples. So as we look at these parting words of Jesus before he ascended the right hand of the Father, please understand this is extremely important. And today is a very different kind of morning, as you're going to see shortly because we have a, a focus this morning on, on missions, but we have a focus on our renewal church that we are planting. And so we're going to draw to that in just a few minutes. And all of us today are going to have a chance, an opportunity, a privilege, let me call it a privilege, to make a commitment to renewal church in what God would have us to do as our part of the family in giving birth to our child. We're giving birth. Did you know that? We're having a baby. We have a, a, a new church that we are planting. So more on that in just a moment. This, this year, during the summer months, you as a church family uh, took 12 international mission trips like the one that our group took to be with Todd in Taiwan. It's been all over the world. We had several trips in the January to May time frame. We have another one leaving this week. We have at least two more in the fall time frame. So there have been a lot of, of journeys that you have made to different parts of the world to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And that we do because that's who we are. Last year in December, you gave 189 plus thousand dollars to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering for international missions. And that is so important and so vital for the work of our missionaries all, all over the world. In fact, I asked the, the, the business office this week to confirm what I thought I already knew. Uh, of every dollar given to First Baptist Belton since September 1 of last year, so this is through the end of August, of every dollar given to First Baptist Belton this year, 24.3 cents of that has gone directly to missions. And that is an enormous, significant, over, over a million, we've given over $4 million since September 1st, and over a million of that has gone to missions to spread the gospel all over the world. Renewal Church, our goal this month was in our focus on state missions and focusing particularly on Renewal Church. Uh, our goal was to raise $45,000 this month, and we're going to get there. We always do it on the tail end. That's just, I guess, who we are. But we've already raised over 25000 That's an incredible place to be. Totally, we've given over 75000 because we want to help Renewal Church get off to a good start. We want our baby to get off to a great beginning, and that's why we're giving for the spread of the gospel in our own community, in our own Bell County. So as we think about what does every Christian need to know about missions, here are five things that I want to leave with us. And the first is this. It is imperative. It is imperative. Missions is an imperative. Missions and imperative. There's, there's not much way to not understand Jesus' words. 
And as we read them, we know in our hearts we have, we have no options. We know that. We have, we have no options but to carry out the Great Commission. Now, there may be some believers in lots of places that don't fully grasp this, but not, not First Baptist Belton. We, we understand. We've got it. We, we know that we are to carry out the Great Commission. We look at Matthew 28, we look at Acts 1, and, and the multiple numbers of other verses throughout the Scripture that make it as clear as it can be, we are to carry out the Great Commission. Our part as a church is our part. And we can't expect another church in the county or another church in the state or another church in some other state to do our part. We have to do our part to carry out the great commission of Jesus Christ. So missions is imperative. So here, here's the question that we as a church have to ask and that you as an individual have to ask yourself. And it's an ongoing question. It's not like we ask this question once in a lifetime and that's it. We continually ask this question. And the question is, how do I, how do we respond to the imperative of our Lord. And so we are continuously asking ourselves that question. How do I, as an individual believer who happens to be the pastor of the church at this moment in time, how do I respond to the imperative of the Lord? And how do we, that is the, the church called First Baptist Belton, the body of believers in this place that meet in this building, how do we respond to the imperative of the Lord? And it is an imperative. So that's the first thing that every Christian needs to understand about, about missions. It is an imperative. Secondly, it is for every Christian. The imperative is for every Christian. Now, that may sound like I'm simply repeating point number one, but not really. Because people who are believers can affirm in their intellectually can affirm that missions is imperative. They, they, we can affirm that up here. But there's a difference between affirmation intellectually and actually doing something. And so that is why I say missions for every Christian. Because it is for every Christian. So that means for every believer in this room there is a part for you to play. No exceptions to Jesus' words. So I, I'm, you're looking at me. I am not allowed to say, I will sing songs, but I won't do missions. Or I will preach sermons, but I won't do missions. I will serve tables, but I won't do missions. I can't say that. I can say I will sing. I can say I will preach. I can say I will serve tables, but I can't say those things to the exclusion of missions. I must say I will do what God wants me to do. We will do what God wants us to do in order to meet the imperative of the Great Commission. We're all called, all of us. So how do we respond? Now, we're not all called to be career missionaries in another country, like Todd's been called to do in Taiwan. Although, I will hasten to add, as a little caveat, I think more are called than respond. But we're all called to missions, but we're not all called to take our family and move to Taiwan or to Africa or to Asia or some other place. We're not all called to do that, but we are all called to missions here and globally. We're all called to it. 
So how do we flesh that out? How do you and I flesh that out? Well, let me just suggest that we begin with prayer. I I don't care what else we do. If we're not praying, we might as well forget it. Prayer and then think and plan. God created us as thinking and planning individuals. What a great gift of God, the ability to think and to plan as led by the Holy Spirit as we ask for Him in prayer for His guidance. So all of us, as we flesh this thing out called missions, we pray and we think and we plan what is it God wants me to do and what is it God wants us us to do. And I hope that you would agree with me that there is no other imperative that carries with it more joy, more privilege, and more opportunity than carrying out the Great Commission. What what a privilege and what a joy. I love, I just absolutely love meeting our mission teams when they come home, talking with them, listening to them, hearing them report at, at in worship services on Sunday night. I haven't met one. Now, somebody may bust my bubble before the year's over, but I haven't met one who came back from a mission trip and said, that was horrible. That was boring. I don't want to ever do that again. Not once. Not once. They've got grins from ear to ear. They're celebrating. They're thanking God. They're praising God. And they're all filled with joy of whatever it is that God has done in them and through them on their mission journeys. There can't be anything that brings more joy, privilege, and opportunity than carrying out the imperative of the Great Commission. Now, that leads to a third thing. Missions is truly global. Our mission statement, sharing Jesus globally, sharing Jesus globally, sharing Jesus globally. We, We let that sink in. So global means Africa. It means Asia. It means Europe. It means South America. But global also means the United States and... Texas and Bell County and Belton and for me North Penelope Street because that's where I live and you put your street in there whatever street that is that's your part of the Great Commission right here um you this look familiar I hope so our mission book for 2018 if somehow you've gotten to this point in the year not gotten one they're on Matthew are they there's a bunch of them on the mission table right under the map get one pick it up pray look through it this is who we are in missions if you're a guest here today and you're thinking what kind of church is this i don't know anything to say to you except pick up the book and you'll have a pretty good idea who we are this this helps to define who we are and and not everybody can go to these people we can all pray we all give we all invest ourselves this is our mission work here and way over there. So I, I hope, I hope you'll give, give attention to it. And, and I wanted to be sure that I include the United States of America because if there's anybody in this room after this week who doesn't think America is in a desperate plight, then I don't know what to say to you. We desperately need revival. I've never known us to be in such a condition as we're in now. And it won't get better unless we pray and unless we act 
on the Great Commission. Well, to the ends of the earth. You know, we had a dream. We talked about it for years. Those of you who've been here for years. We talked about it for years that a day would come when at any given moment on the calendar we would have people all over the world doing mission work. That was a dream. It has become a reality because of God's power and God's leadership. I'm so thankful. Um, Our number one international responsibility at this point in our history is our, our adopted people group in South Asia. We call them the Sega. That's not their real name, but for security reasons, we call them the Sega. If you're a member here, you know where they are. That's our number one responsibility. Now, I can't give a full Sega report right now, but you've been hearing it. We adopted three years ago a UUPG, the International Mission Board calls it, UUPG, Unengaged, Unreached People Group. We prayed, the missions committee worked for months, and then prayed and said, the Sega, that's it. So we said, yes, church, we voted formally adopting the Sega people. Numerous trips. Imagine the first trip, the three men who went on that first trip land the plane. They're going to meet somebody from the family, from the IMB, but nobody knows where our group is for sure. We're just going to go find them somehow, some way. Well, it's happened. There have been many conversions, including a bunch on the last trip that Matthew and Justin and Liz took. Um, there's now a church. We didn't start it. God said, I can do this without you, but I want you to have the privilege of being in on it. There's a church. It's little and it's brand new and it's led by a pastor who's a brand new Christian. And his name is Daniel. So just remember to pray for him. So we are now in partnership with Daniel and his congregation. We're also in partnership with other Christian leaders in the country. And so the work is going well. There's still much to be done. Much to be done. So the mission board has taken that massive 3,000 people list and they've taken one people group and moved them from UUPG to UPG. They're still considered unreached because so few of them are believers. They don't get to be removed from that list until there are more. But the unengaged part is gone. Why? Because of you. Because of you. So there's nothing more important that we're doing. Now, I want to, I want to say one more thing about international work, then we're going to come home. We're in a lot of places. One of them's China. We've talked about China a lot lately. So you've been, you know, things are not well right now. Our Chinese pastor and his wife returned this week from spending two and a half weeks there. I, I, I haven't even seen him yet. I can't wait to see him. Todd gets to be with him in the next service. 116 Chinese pastors this week signed a document, publicly, openly signed a document, standing against the Chinese government in what they're doing to the church. Those are brave pastors. Brave pastors. Now, I I don't have time this morning to read the entire statement. I just want you to hear how it closes. Here's how it closes. 
one, 116 pastors. Here's what they, for the sake of the gospel, we are prepared to bear all losses, even the loss of our freedom and our lives. We've much to pray for. We've much to do in the Great Commission. Seven billion people, 2.2 billion claim to be Christians. Two billion are Muslim, 1.1 billion are Hindu, half a billion Buddhist. We'll renew our partnership this year with Seattle and Wisconsin also. Now, let's bring things home right here to Belton, okay? We, we witness ourselves, we do ministry of all kinds in our central Texas area. And God has led us in a decision we made a year and a half ago to plant a church here in central Texas. And the name of that church is Renewal Church. And we called Matthew Levant and his wife Bonnie and their children to come home from the United Arab Emirates and to come here and to lead us as our missions minister, but also to be our church planter. And so time has moved forward. God is blessed in the mission work led by Matthew and God is blessing in the preparation for the start of, of Renewal Church. Be encouraged because I am encouraged. Renewal Church is just about ready to go. God is doing great things. And there's a good core already, a good core of our folks who are working with Matthew who are ready to go. And part of what we're doing today is giving an opportunity for any more who are saying, well, I think maybe or I'm sure that God wants me to go to indicate that Matthew needs to know so he can fill you in and include you on everything that's going from 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 this point forward. This is our uh, baby that we're about to give birth to. I, I just want you to to see these. Will you take your worship bulletin and take this out of your bulletin? And if you don't have a bulletin, there should be some of these in the P rack. It, it says church plant commitment Sunday and on the other side renewal church. I just want you to have it in your hand for, for the moment because as a church, we have an opportunity to be part of what God is going to do at renewal in one of three ways or two of three ways or even three of three ways. And the first is to pray. We've talked about this for months, to pray, to pray, to pray. And I, I've got to believe in my heart. I think I know my church family. I think you're doing that. and, and Or, or you're, you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to start today. Pray for a new church. The second thing that we can do, and I think most of us can do this, is that is to give. So you'll see on the card it has a place where you can check, I'll give. I'll give a one-time gift, which you can do at, at any time, preferably right now, but at any time in the next few weeks to give that gift. Or you can say, you know what, I'm going to support monthly for however long, whatever, six months, 12 months, whatever God lays in your heart, I'm going to give. So we can pray and we can give. Then the third box is very important. I will go. I, I will go. Now, Matthew has a core, but we'd like to see some more be part of that. So if you've been praying and and you have not let Matthew know that you're either A, going or considering going, then this is the time to check that and he will get in touch with you this week and tell you what's going on. And if your final decision has not yet been made, then you'll be able to make it. If your final decision has been made, then he'll know it and conclude, include you in part of the planning for the future of Renewal Church. 
then you have a place for your name and, and some kind of way for Matthew to get in touch with you either by your phone or by email or, or both. Now, in a moment, we're going to do something we've not done in I don't know how long. In a, in a moment, I'm going to give everybody in this room a chance to come forward and pin. And guys, if y'all will come ahead and move the board, we're going to put it right here. And, and, and pin your commitment on this board. There are push pins on these two little tables. And what the card does, I don't want to insult your intelligence because I know you know this, but it, it tears in two. You bend it, you keep the bottom part. And then the top part goes on the board. So as a, as an outward sign of our inner commitment in a few moments, we're going to have a chance to do that. And I want everybody to come because everybody should be praying. If you're not a member of the church, you don't have to do a thing. Just watch. If God leads you to pray, well, that's awesome. But this is just who we are. So you can watch. And thank you guys. I appreciate that. So, um, here's in a moment, we're going to give everybody a chance. So I want, you can multitask. You can go ahead and continue to listen to me, but start writing and, and feeling what God would have you to do. If you're mobility impaired, and I know there are few in here who are, we're not asking, we won't ask you to come down, just tear it off and give it to somebody who is coming down. Okay. That would be great. And the balcony, everybody to come down, pin it on, go back to your seat and, and we'll finish the rest of, of the service. So we'll do that in a moment. So be thinking, pray, what is it God wants you to do? Now, here's the fourth and fifth question to finish what God has laid on our hearts for what does every Christian need to know about missions? What a privilege for us to be part of a new church plant. Remember, 10% of Bell Countyans attend church on any given Sunday, 10%. If we're the buckle of the Bible belt, I sure hate to think about the condition of the tip of the Bible belt. 10% of our neighbors attend church on Sunday. I'm not sure we can even say anymore we're a Christian community. I don't know that we can say that. Maybe we're Christian in philosophy, but I'm not sure we're Christian in action when only 10% of the people go to church on any Sunday morning. So renewal church is needed to help evangelize Bell County. And our location, starting at North Belton Middle School, that's temporary. Ultimately, we don't know where. Ultimately, they'll find a permanent location in that north northwest corridor. And so we're excited that we get to be part of, of all that process. Now, final two things. Be praying. We've given you weeks and weeks and weeks of information. So only our guests should be saying today, wow, I've never heard of this. Uh, everybody else should say, yeah, I know. I, I'm aware. Okay. Number four, missions is accompanied by his power. Do you know how important that is? Missions is accompanied by his power. Otherwise, mission impossible takes on a new meaning. We have got to have his power. So how do we continue to go around the world? How do we complete our mission to the Sega? How do we plant renewal? And then after renewal, how do we continue to plant churches in send, S-E-N-D, send cities around the nation with in the cooperation with the North American Mission Board. How do we do all that? How do we do all this? While, by the way, we're planning to move the entire church plant to a new location. How, how do we do all that? I can tell you it's in one word. It begins with a P, and it's P-O-W-E-R, and it's His power, not ours. His power, P-O-W-E-R. Without it, we might as well close up shop. 
But with it, we can do everything that God's called on us to do at a time when we'd look and say, I don't know how we can do this. And the answer is, we can't, he can. So, missions is accompanied by his power. And lastly, missions requires our stewardship and availability. His part is the power. Our part is stewardship and availability. God, I'm willing. I'll do whatever. I'll give. I'll pray. I'll give. If you want me to go, I'll go. If you want me to go overseas, I'll go. If you want me to do this or that, I'll do it. It requires our stewardship and our availability. The status quo won't do it. It won't. It won't. Letting them do it won't work because I've never have figured out who them is. So, and last week we had this little insert into the bulletin that, that reminded us of our goal in stewardship for this calendar year. And it let us know that through August, 48% of our church family have given to the budget this year. 48%. 48%. 52% have given nothing. Nothing. Status quo won't work. I, I, I've never understood that. Not, not giving. This is my family. This is my family. I love you. I'm a father. I'm a grandfather. I'm a brother. I'm a son. My parents are gone, but I'm still a son. I I have a wife. I have two children. I have seven grandchildren. I have a sister. And I can imagine not being willing to do whatever is required to support my family. So how is it that as the family of the people of God, we could ever say, let them do it. Let them do it. It's us. It's our family. And so our part is to do what God tells us to do. So here we go. We're almost done. 2018 and 19. Before us, we have the joy of missions. We have the joy of giving. And we have the joy of trusting God. And I can't tell you how excited I am about whatever God is going to do. Oh, if one year ago today... You had come up to me after the service and said, let me tell you what God's going to do in the next year. And you'd began to list off all this stuff. I would have said, you need to be committed. (laughs) I, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have believed you. But look what God has done just in one calendar year. So what is he going to do in the next year? I don't know. But this, this one thing I know, I want to be prepared to do whatever it is he wants me and us to do. So what I'm asking you this morning is, is this. What is it God wants you to do in regard to missions? What is it God wants you to do in regard to missions? That's an ongoing prayer. You won't necessarily get that whole issue settled in your heart this morning. But what is it God wants you to do? And then, what does God want you to do in regard to our church plant, Renewal Church? All of us can pray. So I'm hoping, as your pastor, I'm hoping every member in this room will come forward in a minute with your little thing. And and you'll have at least checked, at least checked, I will pray. Outward sign of an inner commitment, I will pray. Pin that note to the board. What an encouragement to our folks who are going. To know that you're praying. Then many of you, maybe most of you can check, I'll give. I'll give something. I'll give a one-time gift. I'll give an ongoing gift. I'll give. And then some of you, 
I will go. God's leading me to go. Or I'm not sure, but I'm going to check that because I know if I check it, Matthew will call me and then I can decide. So whatever God's saying to you in a moment, I want you to get up and come and then you can go back to your seat. If you're in the balcony, I know it's a long way down here. You can come. If you don't want to go back up, just move over to the side because we're almost done. We're almost done. Okay. Father, um, you have given us an imperative as a church. And so we want to be absolutely obedient to you. In regard to Renewal Church, we pray your blessing. We pray your power. So, Father, I pray now that we'll, that the church family will respond, that we will pray, that we will give, and, the, and, Father, that some will go for the glory of God, for the reaching of people in Bell County. So bless what we do now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So just get up, come, push pins at the two tables, pin it to the board, go back to your seat, and we'll finish the service in just a moment. Amen. To God be the glory. Thank you so much, church. What a wonderful response. I love you and appreciate you. Didn't surprise me, but just a beautiful, beautiful scene to see all of you coming down. We're going to sing. We're going to stand and sing one more stanza. And if you want to give your heart to Jesus, come and place your hand in mine. There'll be a staff member here to pray with you. Nothing more important you could do than to give your heart to Jesus today. And... When we leave this morning, we're using the boxes for the offering, so we've not forgotten. We're just going to use the boxes. So as you go out today, the boxes at the exits for your offering. Give your heart to Jesus when you come as we stand and sing.